Eddie again, and extreme, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go. And we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. My name's Emma, thanks for listening. Nick Cushing led his Manchester City women team for the final time at the Academy Stadium on Sunday for their top-of-the-table clash against league champions Arsenal. It was a match which could be detrimental to either team in their season campaigns and as expected the game was a closely fought spectacle with little to separate the two sides but it was City who were able to bounce back following the disappointment of being knocked out of the Continental Cup with a 2-1 win in front of a 3,000 strong crowd at home. In this week's podcast, I spoke to both City and Arsenal fans before kick-off to get their thoughts ahead of the game. And you can also hear from manager Nick Cushing for the final time, speaking post-match following an emotional club presentation, and also Georgia Stanway. Dave and Jane from the OSC also joined me on this week's podcast, and Dave provides some match day information for fans making the trip to Wush Green as we prepare for West Ham away in the WSL. How big is this game? It's absolutely huge. Like I think not just in how important it is for us in the league table, but if you look around us, I can't remember the last time I've seen the academy have sunshine and this just this much positive energy and buzz about it. It's absolutely rammed, which is fantastic to see, especially on a cold February afternoon. You know, it's good. It's big. It's momentous. And obviously, Nick's last game in charge. Do you think there'll be a bit of emotion surrounding today's game? I think it would be impossible for there not to be any emotions. You know, the 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 reputation and the club that he's built in the last what six years now. Um, everything that City have achieved in those six years has been incredible, and the the journey that women's football has gone on in six years, and he's played a huge hand in that and helping that. And people have been talking about that sort of legacy that will leave behind, obviously moving now to America and and the Major League Soccer. So obviously not really having a hand in women's football anymore, but in terms of setting that precedent of the quality and what he's brought to the women's game, in terms of growth, in terms of quality and achievements at the club, how do you think that is for the like the predecessor that's like going to come into for the club? I mean, I think one strong testament that have come from a lot of the players and anyone that's worked for him, like you know, it's not just about being a good manager. He's been a good friend and a good support network to a lot of the players. So I think the, whoever comes in to fill his shoes full time, it has to be that balance of being someone that's innovative, that is creative in his plays and his decisions as manager, but also is that sort of that friend to the players as well. I think that's really important for them. In terms of like Alan coming in now, you know, it's pretty <laughs> much a smart move really from the club because in terms of like moving forward, it's not really going to disrupt the club in any way really. No, I think like when you've got a manager that leaves like midway through the season like he has, you don't want a fresh face that doesn't know the players. You want someone internal, someone that has Nick's insights, has his own insights and knows those players just as well as Nick does. I think anyone else that came externally, you know, it would be like starting from scratch and we've seen how much of an upset that can cause some other teams so I'm kind of glad we're keeping that consistency for the girls and for the fans. Yeah and obviously looking ahead to this game against Arsenal the the magnitude of obviously the result for either team could have a massive impact on on the top of the table. Yeah and I think to be honest I think 
He sounds, it's a double, it's one of those double-edged sword things, isn't it? Like, it's sad that Nick's leaving, but at the same time, we're playing Arsenal off the back of quite a difficult loss against them. So maybe, you know, the, the, the sentiment of the occasion will be enough to really drive us and get that crucial win. I mean, we, we need to see a bit of an extra level from both teams, really, because I thought we didn't get that from either side midweek. Um, do, you think think that, it yeah. was, do you think that was sort of down to sort of preparing for this game as well with that in mind? Yeah, I mean, emotions are obviously going to be stretched, especially when you're playing, knowing you're leading up to this point. Um, again, when you've got like a lot of the old players like Jill and Steph that are crucial to the team, but also have that really long working relationship with Nick, and you know that this is the game. You're, it's not just about you know the league. You're saying goodbye to a man that has been part of your career for six years. Like, yeah, I can imagine that was quite hard. But it is. We've just got a push. Like, I think it wasn't just our game that was disappointing midweek. I think <clears throat> in terms of the a semi-final for all clubs, it was yeah. a very dull watch for a lot um, I, you know even Chelsea I kind of expected a, a stronger win than that and um, so yeah I just want to see some really strong competitive football I mean in terms of these two teams there's never really well there's little to always sort of separate them you think we're going to get that again today where it's going to be sort of like a marginal one goal either way kind of game oh yeah it depends I think one thing that kind of in a definite negative way is like our mentality as soon as we get that little bit of pressure like sometimes we bottle it and we make some terrible passes and we do yeah and you know even in our game against United like you could see when we're put under intense pressure I don't think we're a team that always rises to it but I think if we get an early lead and a comfortable lead quite early on then yeah we might be able to really stand our own it'll be interesting to see you know having it's home game there's a huge crowd a massive turnout and we all know that can affect um morale of the team so hopefully that'll be a big boost for them anyway uh, but we'll see and like when we look at midweek in terms of stats and statistics we were like 50 50 possession 50 50 shots you know 50 50 shots on target but obviously it was Arsenal that we're able to you know yeah damage like you said like they are quite equally weighted I think that's the beauty of this season it's so much more competitive than we've seen it in a number of years where it was always really I'm going to be City Arsenal City Chelsea Chelsea Arsenal and I mean to be fair we're still at that level but when you've got that addition of other teams like Spurs and United it shook it up and I do think like it has pushed both these teams and you today it's just it's not even a David versus Goliath anymore, is it? It's Goliath no. versus Goliath. But in terms of this game and the impact it can have, like neither team will want to go into this settling for a draw. You kind of feel like it's all for the taking, and we're gonna—that's going to be evident throughout this game. I mean, I think one thing like <coughs> we have to take away is like we definitely don't want to draw. We want to win, but we also need big goals. We need a lot of goals because that goal difference. Yeah. We don't want that to be something that costs us. Um, so yeah, I think both teams will be putting on that pressure straight away. Now, unfortunately, City are known for their slow starts. Um, but not against Birmingham. Not against Birmingham, <laughs> but I feel like one team out of how many? Like to say that, like, so I think you know, if we really are putting on that pressure straight away, making some like really fast tactical decisions, then we'll be fine. Uh, it is just it depends what mentality we open with. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, a prediction from you then for this game. <laughs> Uh, 
Um, I'm going to say it's probably going to be 3-2 to City. I just, I think it is going to be one of those, very similar to United, hopefully less controversial calls from the ref, but I think it is going to be one of those close to the knuckle where you are just desperate for the whistle to be blown because it's too tense. And that's what you want, that's what you want from a game. So, yeah, enjoy the game. And, Thank you. Uh, thanks, it's all right, and good luck, Nick, in your career at New York. I'm with a couple of Arsenal fans. Uh, would you just like to introduce yourself? I'm Amy. Hi, I'm Alice. Hi, guys. Uh, how are you feeling ahead of kickoff? Not that long now to go. I mean, I'm fairly confident after the clash on Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> I'm just excited. This is our first Arsenal game that we've been to. Because right, okay. we live in Middlesbrough, so... Still a bit of a travel for you though. Yeah. It's easier than getting to Boringwood though. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. But about five hours. Yeah, but after Wednesday, I feel like we've got the upper hand coming into the match. I mean, I'm a little concerned the fact we don't have Little or Walty because they're not playing today, but I feel like we've got a strong enough squad, so I think we can give them a good game. Uh, do you feel like we've almost got to see a little bit more from the teams? I mean, that's not just City, that's Arsenal as well from midweek. Do you feel like they were sort of holding back a little bit? A bit. I kind of felt like this game yeah. was more important. Yeah, I did think the game was. It was a bit slow at times when I was watching it, but I do think because this is the bigger match. I think um, obviously Cushing's last game, so City will be one in a result. But I think Arsenal can hold strong. And Jill Scott's birthday as well. Oh yeah, Jill. Yeah. What Jill to score on Happy her birthday? birthday, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, in terms of magnitude. This game for either side is massive. Yeah, I think Arsenal have to win this. I mean, obviously we lost to Chelsea and obviously it's going to affect the title chances, but we just need to win every single match going forward and then hopefully City beat Chelsea in a few weeks' time. You look at it the way we look at it in terms of like... Every game is like a must-win. Yeah, like we, neither team in this position at this point in the season can afford to drop points, and it's like he's got enough in the tank to, to take it to the very end. And obviously, with Chelsea in the mix, well, in the mix as well, it makes it very interesting. I do think Chelsea are a very strong squad this season. Obviously, with signing Kerr as well, and England being on top form. I mean, obviously, Arsenal are low on numbers, but we've got Ford arriving at the end of February, so I feel like that'll an extra boost for our team. For you guys, obviously Champions League comes into the mix as well. So in terms of like what you want out of this season, from a fan's point of view, what would you be happy with? Is it about retaining like the WSL or? I mean, I think if it gets to the point when the title's starting to slip away from us, I think we need to be looking to maintain a top of the table position, but moving forward in the other competitions like the Continental hopefully will win that one. You've won that enough. Like, come on. <laughs> it's never come enough. On. Never enough. <laughs> Can't be like Spurs, we need a good trophy cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um prediction wise then, what if you could if you're gonna go with the score line today, goal scorers for Arsenal, who would you go with? Midemar. Obviously. Um, obviously. <laughs> I'm I i do not even know why. I asked that question to be honest. Uh, Nobs maybe, I think yeah, Jordan yeah. Nobs might get one. But I think I think the score's gonna be two one Arsenal. Oh, yeah. yeah, you see I went with two one but sort of like the other way around, you know. <laughs> you would. <laughs> well, yeah, but you know. Uh, well enjoy the game and obviously could you come all this way, I hope. No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> but enjoy the game. Thank you. Right, nice talking to you.
Yeah, you know, I think before the game, the result wasn't obviously for the for the league and for the club and for the players. The the result was really important. But for me personally, I would have felt proud at the end, and I knew the players would put in an unbelievable performance. We've never been turned over as a team, so that was never on the cards. You know, a heavy defeat. So the result wasn't too important to me personally. But I had such a huge desire to win for the players. And, and for the staff and for the fans and so I, I'm really happy that we've, we've put ourselves in a real good position now for the league. Strange, the last three days have been really strange because obviously I'm really excited for the opportunity and the, and the next level, you know, the next stage of the journey but at the same time like it feels odd to think I'm never going to come here again and, and, and win and we're not going to have Champions League nights and we're not going to have times when we win trophies so yeah a little bit odd like that side of it, I'm a bit. I'm, I feel really disappointed that this is the last time I'm going to be here. But I totally understand that that um, this is the next level of my journey, and I'm incredibly excited for it. They can definitely win the league. If I reflect on how they're going to win the league, or how we would have won the league when I, I sat down at Christmas, it was knowing that we had to beat Arsenal here and we have to beat Chelsea here, and knowing that we have to be consistent in and around those games. We are doing that. We've been super consistent in the games like Tottenham away and those type of games, Bristol away, when potentially you can pick up draws. Um, and we're so strong at home that, that I feel comfortable. If I was doing the Chelsea game, they're an incredible team, but I'd feel comfortable that we can get a result there. So they can definitely go on and win the league. Um, I think for us, it's about reflecting on where is our position, you know, Chelsea are as good as Manchester City, Manchester City are as good as Arsenal. All three of us are exactly the same. And it's who's going to be so consistent. And for us, it's how we're going to move forward to make sure that we consistently compete domestically. That we've played a huge... I think I think if I reflect back, I think 2014, 2015, 2016, we definitely injected... Um, we made people look at how we were doing it, the, the facilities that we trained at, the, the way that we treated our players, the opportunities that we were giving them to be professional and um, we, we we bared the fruits of that really early and 2016 I think was a was a, a direct reaction from doing that we were the, we were the best team by a mile in 2016 and we we won the league at Canto we won it if you think we only conceded four goals that season and three of them were penalties um, and everybody else it, it sort of pushed everybody and I think now Arsenal are doing a, a fantastic job Chelsea are doing a great job at pushing the women's game and and I'm proud that we played a huge part in that. Um, I'm proud that we played a huge part in, in individual players' journeys and we have gave them the opportunity. For me, when I took the job, all I wanted to do was give people the opportunity to, to realise their potential. And the club have given me that in, in having the opportunity to take the women's game. So I'm proud that we've... I'm proud that we've done that. I think for me, you know, one thing I am proud of is that when I took this job, I was probably a lot, very naive, a young head coach, but wanted to try and dominate whatever league I went in. And I look back now and think, you know what, we have done really well. Like, we probably should have won another league. I'd love to have gone into a Champions League final. Probably should have won the County Cup in 2017 and 2018. But, yeah, what we've done is laid the foundation for the next person to come in and really go on and... and be successful. Um, that we're going to a team that has an incredible, myself and Ronnie, we're going to a team that has, a, has an incredible desire to be successful, a, a real enthusiasm to, to be successful in the MLS. It, we, it reminds me of this project so much that in 2016 when we won the league, we'd had two years at getting the feel of it and doing things right, doing things wrong and we were ready to go and win and I think at New York, you know, we've been in the playoffs now consistently for four years. We finished top of the Eastern Conference last year, but didn't go that next step. And 
I think now we're ready to go that next step, which is going to be incredibly hard because that league, like this one, is super competitive. Um, do you know what? Like I've become like comfortable being uncomfortable. This, every big game has been like that since I've been here. You know, like last year, we, that that game was the same as Chelsea last year, but they they got the free kick that flicked off the wall and went in. We could have easily won that game and gone on to be in a position that we're in now, but we didn't, and it pegged us back. So um, tactically, we, we the goal came from a little something we didn't do very well. We spoke a lot about the pressing angles of our forwards and, and Stanway, listen, she's not a right fullback, but positionally just we could have dealt with that a little bit better. But you know what? Um I know the desire and the drive that this team has and to be fair I was pretty comfortable that we'd get over the line. She she just never know because Arsenal's such a top team. Nick, we've always been like so close when we play Arsenal. You know, there's never much in it. There's always a goal here or there. But Obviously, reflecting on Wednesday and coming into this game, what did you feel that you needed to see from the team in order to get the win? Simple. Don't pass it to Medina in the box. <laughs> and don't let it go for your legs. Um, no, I, I, I think both games, like the, the one where we lost 1-0 earlier in the season, I thought we were terrible. We were too passive in the first half. We sat too deep and we never really, we weren't aggressive enough. And if you give Arsenal time to sit and start to dictate rhythm and dictate the play, they're going to pick you off at some point. It's almost like a slow death. They're going to find they're going to find the opportunity. So, but in the second half, even though they were one 0 we, we were a bit more aggressive and we, we probably could have got a draw, but we didn't do enough. Then in the game in in midweek, I thought I said to the team after it, like, if you don't believe you can go on and win, you'll never win. Because that that it still baffles me how we lost that game. We had the best three chances at nil nil. We then gifted them a goal that you can't give the Arsenal a goal, and we gifted them a second goal. Then we got one back. And I actually thought the game was going to extra time. I was still saying to my assistant five minutes ago, this game will go to extra time, we'll score. And then it sort of, it didn't feel like a semi-final on Wednesday. It felt like a league game of two mid-table teams. It was it was a flat game. Um, and I don't know if that was because it was midweek or they had injuries or we maybe lacked a little bit of mentality. But, you know, I, I think this is a special place. We very rarely lose here. And when I walked in at the start of the game, I felt like when we played Chelsea in 2016, it was real. I'm always super nervous and really anxious before the game because I want to win so much and I walked up comfortable. I, I never felt we'd lose this game today. Were you worried about any of the little knocks, the niggles in the game from any of the players? Was there any concerns? Oh, it was like, it was nip and tuck, wasn't it? Like, yeah. they had to go, we had to go. And I think that's such a, um, that's recognition for the women's game, how hard that game was played. Like. It, there was like seemed to be like a little bit of a fight on the halfway line at one point, which like <laughs> there's so much desire to win, there's so much on it. We don't want games where they just, they, where they just you know, go out and nobody wins. Um, no, I will be okay. I mean, obviously our, our squad is our squad is a little bit light at the minute without Janine and without Lee. Um, but no, I thought we in, in the end you know we came through. There's there was no problems coming off the pitch. We need to make sure now that we recover because. Like I said to you earlier in the week, those games in and around the head-to-heads will really define this title. I tell all of the young players when they come here they can't fail because it's it's for me to put... When we put Ellie Roebuck in, we put her in two years before she probably should have played. Um, but if she fails, it's you know it's, I'm putting her in. Like She has to go through those processes. Stanway, Kira, all of those players. and um, I think it's the, the, the trust that they know that they're not letting me or the football club down. Um, and us knowing that if we play these younger players, we're going to bear the fruits of that. I think for us as a football team now, and I think the proud thing that you know, is locking them into contracts so that we get them through their best years, it's no good us you know, putting all these younger players in and creating players for everyone else to win. We have to make sure that we lock them in and, and, and the football club is doing that.
you know, we look at Caroline Weir signing, you know, we, we're looking at Stanway re-signed, Hemp's re-signed, we've, we, we're going to get those players now through their best years and that to me gives us a great chance of going on and winning a Champions League because if we look at our English players, now if I look at the young English players, um, they are the future of the women's game in Europe. You know, I don't see any other country producing the amount of young players that we are. You look at Leah playing for Arsenal, she has a top centre-half. Um, the, the league has is, is, is got a lot of good young players and for us it's about playing them here early, making sure that they have an affinity with the club, making sure we give them opportunity and you know, every one of them has re repaid back in performances everything that we've gave them in trust of playing them. You know, there's a lot of young players in our, in our academy. If I was looking at the next few years, the likes of Jess Park and Tyler Toland will be huge players for this football club. I think the difficulty that we have now is finding opportunity for those players. You know, like if I look at Kira Walsh when she came in in 2014, well, we weren't that good a team, so it was really easy for her to go in at 17, 16 and play because we had no one else. Look at Stanway who came in in 2015. Still then, we only probably had a squad that was 80% real quality and 20% players that were really helping us and we, those players done a great job for us. Now we've got our team is so competitive and to get Jess Parks in, we have to take that leap of faith and um, she is a real talent. She will be one in the English game that will play for England and will contribute to England being successful. Um, but yeah, I think we'll always have that. We'll always have that process of making sure we have the best, or we try to get the best young British talent. I get emotional at full time. Like I got emotional at full time in the Conti Cup when we won. I got emotional when we beat Arsenal here in the semi-final of Conti Cup in twenty um, in twenty sixteen. I got a little bit emotional at full time because, but I think that's being proud of the players because you know what? Like we see in the men's and the women's game, like, some teams don't have that real desire to win. That's why winning is so hard. That's why I have so much respect for Chelsea and Arsenal and ourselves because we're consistently... People say, yeah, but those teams just have all the money and those teams just have this and have that. It's not. It's it's having the right people and having a real desire to win. You know, like, I see people complaining. Like, I go on social media and have a little look and it says, yeah, but City's recruitment's this and they bought this player and they've done this. Well, we're top of the league still with that recruitment and... You know, like so I don't I don't know what they're arguing. Yeah, it's dead easy to go out and just buy the best player. Like everybody in the world wants to do that, but this, like we've done it in a way that we believe is the right way and okay, it's not everybody wants to say it, you know, say it's the right way. But for us to have those players like Caroline Weir, we bring her here from Liverpool. She has two years at Bristol and Liverpool where she loses every week. We put huge responsibility on her to be in our team and win and she's delivered. It's about spotting potential and giving them the opportunity and the trust to, to go and win. Yeah, he'd done a press conference before, when it was first announced, he does he a press conference in here and I was having coffee in the HQ downstairs and when he came out, he came over and um, we had a good chat because obviously Domé was his assistant that went to manage New York, so he gave me some some advice, he gave me the opportunity to speak with Domé and um, he he's always been incredible for me. Like, maybe in the first year we didn't have so much contact because his job coming to England was, he wanted to learn the league, but over the last two seasons for sure, I've had... Um, an incredible amount of opportunity to, to, to discuss football with the greatest coach that's ever coached the game, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, if I reflect back on like 2014, 2015, I was reading his books, and now I'm sitting in an office of the Tactics Board. Um, this football club has gave me an incredible amount of opportunity, whether it be to coach the under nines when I was 21 year old, or to come into the women's team, or to sit with Pep Guardiola. And, do you know what? He's been a real inspiration for me, but there's been so many people here, whether it be 
you know, Jason Wilcox as our academy director, Brian Marwood, who, who was a director at the football club, you know, having the opportunity when Scott Sellers was the head coach, just some great people and whether it be football staff or non-football staff, they gave me a, like an incredible amount of, of advice. I said on the pitch, I'd never, ever, ever felt like my job was in jeopardy when we, we messed the league up in 2017, 2018, horrifically. We got to pre we got to the end of the season, pre-season plan for another year. I don't know, like, it almost breaks my heart a little bit to think that, because it's been so good. And like, after a result like that, I almost want to stay and finish the year. But, you know, it is what it is. At, at, at no point would I have walked out of here happy, even in 10 years if I'd have won 10 league titles on the run. It was always going to be this way. I think you invest so much time in building relationships and you invest so much time in working hard and winning that what you do is you create a little bit of a monster that when you have to walk away from it, like the last like five games, it felt like I split with my girlfriend, but I'm still living in the same house as her. Um, <laughs> bit strange, but you know, now to, to leave, I feel like we've left this team in a place where it can consistently go on and continue to win. We've built the foundation for a very successful women's football team and I'm on to the next journey now. And, you know, I'm, I was 29 when I took the job. I'm 35 now. I wasn't going to finish my career being the head coach of Manchester City Women, whether it's my choice or their choice. Somebody was going to make that decision for us. Um, it feels like the right time because the opportunity for New York, being a team in the group, is such a good opportunity and reminds me so much of the journey of Manchester City Women's that I'm, I'm so excited for it. We've worked such a we're so we, we've got such a defined strategy here that they don't really need me, the players and the staff know the way that we work and the system that we play and the way that we train and there's some incredible people there whether it be Alan Marn, Chris Williams, James McCarran, all of the staff. One, they work hard, and two, they have an incredible amount of knowledge. And what they what they've got going for them is they work at a football club that has a real amount of experience that can guide them and that's all I've been guided by the, the knowledge and the experience at the football club so you know they have to plan the week without me I'm always on the end of the phone I'll be honest I'll probably I know Alan he's a good friend of mine and I'll probably play a huge part in planning the next five games even from New York I'll be on the end of the phone I'll give him my advice and he will he will pick the team and he will be the head coach but you know I, I will help this team in any way that I can I don't think we could have done it any better. Um, obviously, the team that we played are an unbelievable side, as we found out um, on Wednesday. We didn't really get the result that we wanted, so we made sure that today that we came out and we turned it around. And Obviously, it's not a bad way to, to end a six years um, that Nick's been here. And Obviously, for me to have him for four years, it's an unbelievable way to end. Obviously, we enjoyed um, the time that we've had with him and we've won many, many trophies. And I feel like it's now time for us to focus on what's next. Um, Nick's going to go and he's... He's going to enjoy, pursue his dream, um, obviously living life in New York, so you can't really get much better than that. So I think for us now, it's just just to switch our mindset and just to, to make sure that the result that we got today um, will hopefully affect and maybe live up to the fact that we've got to keep performing for the end of the season, because obviously that puts us in a very, very good position. Um, I think I'm just doing a job for the team at the moment. Um, we've had a few injuries and... It's kind of just filling in with Janine being away and, and kind of just doing a job there, but worst comes to worst, I'll, I'll play it again. How do you feel you're meeting that challenge? As in, at right back? Um, yeah, right um, back. It's obviously a very, very different position than I'm used to. Um, being a centre forward that likes to score goals, likes to press from the front, and obviously I'm very, very aggressive in how I play, and I think that's obviously resulted in the fact that today 
I gave away a lot of fouls and obviously that's not something that I'm proud of but that's something that I've got to reflect and take away the fact that obviously my game is to be aggressive but it's when and where to do it on the pitch and when to get up to the ball and when to slow down and, and that kind of positioning um, but I think on a personal level I've not done a bad job um, I think the girls are happy with how I've played and I fit into the back four nicely in the sense of we've not really had time to, to practice it but it's worked out yeah, definitely. I got a good opportunity to play them on Wednesday. Um, and then going out today, I kind of knew what Beth Mead was all about. And obviously I found out on Wednesday, and I know at England, the fact that she likes to assist, likes to get the ball in the box, but she's also right-footed. So it was my aim to try and keep her on the outside and to not show her inside, because I know that she likes to come in and kind of do the shot. Um, so it was it was kind of my job to, to beat her 1v1, and I feel like I did that. And and yeah, like I'm happy with, with how I've played, and I'm also happy with how the girls have, have put out a good performance today and obviously last 10 minutes we were on the rack and you could kind of feel the tension and you could kind of think this game could either go one way or the other but we knew as a back four that we had to stay as tight and we had to obviously win as much as we can and, and yeah that, that resulted in, in the, the win at the end. Right hi Jane, hi Dave, thanks for joining me, how are you both? Yeah, I, I'm still not over it to be honest. I just, it, like you said, it was just a, it was a great, great day, great afternoon, but obviously emotional at the same time. Every single emotion, really. Um, how are you feeling now, reflecting back on the game and obviously the final farewell, really? the perfect kind of reaction from obviously the, the disappointment from the, the midweek game felt to me that there was an extra level of intensity from from both sides really if you like Yeah, I mean, 
Nick kind of spoke in his press conference and he always says that like before the game he's got this bit of nerves and a, you know this feeling ahead of the games and he actually said like I was actually pretty calm like I actually knew I, th I thought we were going to win today and and he he got the performance that he wanted he got everything he wanted out of the players and I, I think like you said it was reflective in the performance everybody put a shift in uh, there wasn't one player that didn't really really give everything to that game and I think for us it it was all about you know bouncing back from that midweek defeat and I think you could not have asked any more of any any single one of those players on uh, Sunday. Yeah, I think so. I think probably for those players, they know, you know, it's Nick's last game. They don't want to leave anything out on the pitch where they think, could I have tried a little bit harder to stop that goal going in? Could I have done this? Could I have done that instead? You know, they want to know that they've given absolutely everything to that game. You know, it's the last game. It's important. You don't want it to dampen the celebration of Nick's time at the club afterwards you know you mm -hmm. want them to be able to go out on a high so I think the players kind of really worked hard to make sure that they did that yeah, and even on paper, like looking at Arsenal starting eleven, obviously we saw Jordan Nobbs and uh, Beth Mead have both been recalled to the squad and made that starting eleven. And obviously, the, in that respect, kind of changes what we're up against midweek. But even with those changes, we've seen some manage manage it a lot better as well. Yeah, I know. I think uh, uh, you know there's experience of, of Wednesday night with Nick Pope To be fair, I just think, it, like Demi Stokes, for me, first 15, 20 minutes, unbelievable. Um, and it and it caused Arsenal to, to make changes early on. We saw, obviously, Beth Mead swap sides because, you know, Demi Stokes was just getting the better uh, of Arsenal every time. And it, it just, it, it really impressed me. You know, Lauren Hemp, again, just unbelievable, um, you know, creating opportunities, getting forward. I mean, it was a really exciting game and I think we looked to frustrate Arsenal. You know, I think for us, like Nick spoke about, like, you know, keeping sort of Miedema really limited, you know, you know, ensuring that she doesn't get those opportunities because, as you know, when she does, she, she is always able to, you know, score goals and create and, and she was so quiet, it was... It was unbelievable, really, from what we've obviously seen from Arsenal in, in this season so far. I think we've seen that before at the Academy Stadium. She's got quite a few goals against us down at um, Boreham Wood. Yeah. I remember last season when we beat them 2-0 at the Academy, we kept her quiet that day. Oh, we're good in the season before, I can't remember. You know, she, Nick knows these players. And I think what Jane said before was relevant as well. These players knew that it was Nick's last game. So, the, you know, the effort... And everything that you just pointed out there, the first 10 15 minutes were always going to be crucial. I think the first goal in this game was always going to be crucial. But that first 10 15 minutes, mm -hmm. people liked Demi, one you pointed out there, brilliant, absolutely brilliant yesterday. It was so hard. We asked Neil, Neil Mather, to pick the um, four for the player of the match, 
and it was a really hard choice yesterday because you could have put any four players in, right down to Ellie with that amazing save that she made yeah. to stop it being too all. You know, every single one of them could have made that final four. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at that kind of game, though, it just shows again how cohesive we are as a team, which for me, I don't think we've seen for a long time. Whereas, you know, we spoke about it before where you can, you know, look at a couple of players that are contribute, but it seems to me like everybody is playing their part in that team at the moment. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think everybody is and everybody's kind of, you know, fighting for their place in that team and fighting to show that they've got the right to have their starting position. Yeah. Um, and how did you feel, obviously, at full-time, um, the club, obviously, with the, the presentation to Nick? Um, it, it was quite emotional, really, wasn't it? It was quite emotional. I found, myself, I found myself feeling quite emotional, kind of watching it, watching the little videos back on the screen, kind of the little videos that the players had made for him. It just shows kind of the high esteem that all the players and everybody at the club holds him in. So then, you know, Steph saying goodbye to him on the microphone and things like that, it was quite an emotional day. about it but I think it's been nice that he's been given the opportunity for this um, you know to see his time out uh, and and the fans know that he's going you know and and so obviously being being given the opportunity to say goodbye properly and you know and it's been quite uh, respectful if you like you know people have had a lot of nice things to say to him the media have obviously you know been doing lots of pieces of him in in recent weeks and you know it 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 he is so well liked and he has really genuinely done so much for the game and it will be a sad loss to obviously the women's game for him now to move on to to major league soccer in america but there is i still feel that there is that sort of an open door kind of thing like he'll go away and he genuinely wants to better himself as a coach but i can i can actually see him returning as a better coach if if that makes sense well possibly yeah i mean obviously i mean Nick's a big personality in, in the Wings game. He has been because he's the manager of a, a successful team. Um, he's been a big personality media-wise for the, the, the last six years. You know, I think if you were giving him the choice, maybe he would have liked to have seen out the season and then moved on to this new challenge in New York. But that's unfortunately not the way it works because of their, the way their season structured, their pre-season is now. Mm-hmm. And he needs to go over there. Um you know, uh, which is, is a shame for us, um, but you know that's that's the way it is. But um, it, it's all you say. Like, it, there's been a lot of nice things said, and rightly so, um, from from the club, from media, and everything. Because he, he is a nice bloke, and he's also a very knowledgeable and a very good coach. But it's very rare that someone leaves a club in this way. Yeah. Usually, you know, it's under a cloud, or someone gets a sack, or they move on to what they consider to be a better job in inverted commas, and it's almost usually done pretty fast. 
Whereas we've had a month. I mean, Nick commented himself. He said it was like uh, splitting up with his girlfriend and still living in the same house. Yeah. I think like that because it's an odd, it's an odd setup, really. You know, it's not, it's, it doesn't happen that way very often mm-hmm. in, in either men's or women's football. So it's almost unprecedented in, in some respects. But you know, we wish him well, and, and he, as you say, he is a good coach. He may come back an even better coach for the experience, and that, that can only be good for him. And uh, we wish him well and his family and everything. Obviously, now Nick has left, um, we're looking ahead now to uh, the weekend and first fixture under Alan. I mean, I don't think it's going to have too much of an impact on the on the, the squad and the team. It's not going to cause too much upset. How do you feel we're going to go into this one? Day to day, you know, the players all know Alan, they know him really well, so it's not as if there's somebody new coming in kind of mid-season that's going to upset the rhythm as such, so hopefully it'll kind of... Even though Nick's not there, everything Nick has instilled and everything Alan will do will carry on, meaning that match days and things like that go kind of smoothly and it's still quite familiar for the team. I would expect City to go and win at West Ham, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't say I'd always be happy playing a team who've just been beat 8-0 because they'll want to come back the next week and, you know, show that it was a freak result and kind of do better than they did that week, so... I'd be, you know, cautious, but we should definitely be able to win the game. There's been obviously a lot of changes at West Ham, but you know they've they've obviously got some standout players as well that can you know contribute goals ac- across you know across the team. So we've you know we've got to be on our guard, but we've also you know we've also got to be confident and come out you know hopefully settle into the game quite early and um, see it out and get um, a good result. Yeah, I mean. As Jay said there, you know, you're playing a team that's just been hammered this weekend, excuse the pun, uh, <laughs> and now they're going, back, they're going back home in front of their own fans, they've got almost like a point to prove now to their own fans, so, you know, we do need to, you know, you, you've got to treat every game with respect, obviously, so we, we need to we need to play well, it's an away game, it's a tough one, uh, we need to go there focused, I think the continuity of it being Allen rather than a new manager coming in, Will certainly aid as, as James just alluded to this this week's preparation. I don't think there'll be much difference in the day to day. You've got experience. This is where the experience of players like Steph and Jill will definitely come into play on match days uh, with, with the younger players around them. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not confident, but yeah, it won't be easy. But I'm confident. We've got the next two games are West Ham and Bristol at home. We need to pick up six points really going into that big game against Chelsea and the next league game after that. So, you know, it's all, every game's crucial now. Absolutely. All right, Dave, Jane, thank you very much and I'll, uh, I'll catch up with you soon. Travelling down to Rush Green on Sunday. Yes, Sunday. <laughs> Just had a bit of a memory relapse then. Uh, on Sunday, what f- information have you got for fans making the trip? Yes, as you say, Emma, it's West Ham United Women away at Rush Green. Now, the full address is Rush Green Training Ground, Rush Green Road, Romford, and your sat nav code is RM7OLU. That's RM7OLU. Uh, kickoff time is 3 p.m. Uh, I thought it was 2, but it isn't. It's 3 p.m. So, you know, give yourself a good, uh, 
corridors or something with a few other nice stuff on the way, you know, that's what it's saying from, from the academy, academy stadium to there. Um, you know, as, as usual, check your traffic and updates on the morning and everything, because, you know, you don't really know what that M6 can be like and what have you. Um, now, the general admission prices online at the moment are £8 for adults, concessions £7, and under 16s £2. Those are the online prices, and it was said it go up on the day, so it may well go up a couple of pounds each on the day. Um, now, it's, it's free for West Ham United season ticket holders. If you want to contact West Ham and find out about the ticket situation, they give me a phone number, so it's 033-030-1966. That's their ticket office line, and you can, uh, any questions you may have. Now, one thing we need to point out, as you know yourself, because you went last year, um, there's no seats available for the way fans at Rush Green as such. What that means is they only have, they have a stand that is quite small, quite small amount of seating in the stand, and that is reserved for their season ticket holders in the main. However, if you if you are a person with a, with a disability or you need a seat, uh, buy a standing ticket, and they say they will sort you out on the day with a seat and swap it for you uh, on an individual basis, which is what happened if you remember last year. So mm. um, there's no worries there. So you buy a standing ticket and swap it on the day. There's no actual seat tickets available to buy. Okay. Um, it's a nice place. We went last year. There is a clubhouse if you get there early. Uh, with food and drinks inside it. The programme's available outside. There's a little club shop on the outside. It's sort of like their actual training ground, their actual training complex. For those of you who went last year will remember it. If you haven't been, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice place, nice welcoming fans. Uh, and it should be a good day out. So it's this Sunday, as you say, 3pm kick-off. Now, the OSC have a coach going. Um, at the moment, the, the, the details out at the moment are there. It's leaving the usual place, the Blue Car Park. Uh, we've got 7.30, but um, I think that was booked when we thought it was 2pm kick-off. So what we're saying at the moment is it's 7.30, but we will wait for people who are coming on the tram, on the first tram, to get there maybe a little bit later, they actually be part Anyone that's booked on the coach, Jane will be sending details out to you um, in time for Sunday, so you'll know all the times and everything will be sorted by the time you book off. We do have a few seats left available on the OSC coach, uh, and anyone is welcome to book on that via the usual channel, you know, our Twitter, our Facebook, our contact, um, Jude, and she will get you booked onto it. Um, that's pretty much all that we've got for now. Um, if anyone's got any um, further questions they want answering or anything and they want me to do it, then they contact me via the OSC Twitter. I will certainly try and find out any answers that I, I can for you. If there's anything you want to know. Uh, and hopefully if you're travelling down there, we'll see you on Sunday. Yeah. That's it for now. Thank you, Emma. Thanks. I love going to Rush Green and I'm really, really disappointed that I can't go this weekend because it's one of my favourite away days. I think it's a great uh, facility and a great ground, like you say, with great fans as well. So there's always it's always a good bit of banter. Yeah, it's good. It's a different. It's a, it's a little different to Sundowns in that it's at the training ground and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's a bit old school. We all ended up on the terrace in last year, which you don't always end up in standing up these days. Yeah. So it's quite a throwback. They always, they have their own beer as well, don't they? <laughs> uh, their own lager and like ales and stuff. I think you sampled that, didn't you? 
Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple. All right, all right. <laughs> we just hope it doesn't rain because there isn't much cover in on the terrace in parts no. of the ground. As I say, the most important thing is if anyone does need a seat, they were very accommodating. I found found one for people who needed one, which was nice of them. Yeah, and and like you said, they are really accommodating. So if an, anyone you know is going along and they do struggle and they need uh, seats, yeah. and you know they are really accommodating. Yeah, it does say that, like I said before, you know, you buy a standing ticket and it will swap you on the day. Brilliant. All right, Dave. Well, safe travels to yourself and all the OSC. Um, I hope you have a great day out down there, and we can well, get a good result. Much, yeah, thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. All right, speak to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And that's it for this week's episode. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget, if you're not already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at MCW Fancast. And we'll be back next week. Have a great week, everyone.